podcast episode of Future Medicine AI Hub. I'm Emma Hall, the editor of Future Medicine AI Hub. Today, I'm joined by Walt Slabowski, who is the founder and executive chairman of Erasin, a company that aims to help its customers meet the challenges of managing IT network assets, software licenses, and security in today's complex and evolving IT environments. Thank you for joining us today, Walt. It's great to have you with us. Firstly, please could you provide a brief overview of your career to date? Well, I'm in, I guess, the IT and cybersecurity business, and I got into that business about 30 years ago. So I was really at the very beginning of what was going on in IT and cybersecurity and in just general everything. And our first contract was with Lucent Technologies, which was a spinoff of AT&T, where they were trying to define their network and their assets. So starting with that contract and that work effort, we just grew in this business. One of our first clients was the British Ministry of Defense. They're still a client. They use our product. We have other companies like NBC, Verizon, Comcast, PNC Bank. What we do is we service large companies and we help them manage their IT and manage their cybersecurity. Thank you. Why is patient confidentiality a growing concern with the integration of AI into healthcare systems? Well, because an AI is a very powerful tool and it can seek out information about systems. It works in such a way that what you think may be hidden becomes available. So AI is a very powerful tool, but it also can be used to help manage IT. So AI is both good and potentially harmful. But where it is very good is it helps you analyze data like you have never been able to analyze data before. So if you have good, accurate data about your IT processes, your business, then AI can really help you manage it extremely well. Thank you. How can AI and chatbots compromise patient-sensitive data? Well, what would happen is data in a hospital if it's available to everybody, for example, anything that's on, right now, everything in a hospital is on a network, everything. Whether you have headphones, whether you have an MRI machine, a thermometer, blood pressure, everything is locked into the network. And if it's easy for hackers to see these tools, they will hack into those tools and use those tools. What you see as a say a blood pressure machine or, or an MRI machine, it's nothing more than a computer that's doing that functionality. So the functionality itself is what you see, but a hacker sees it as another computer and he could use that to gain access into the network and therefore gain access into databases, control machines, use that as a point of access. How can cyber attacks completely disrupt medical operations? Well, the easiest way is they shut down the power in the hospital or they shut down the network and everything is totally disrupted. 
the hackers have the ability, if they have good control, to totally gain control of the facility. How can AI platforms support hospital regulatory boards in helping healthcare systems to respond to data breaches, including incident management and mitigating potential legal consequences? Well, because of the data analysis that they provide, and that's the whole thing about AI, you can manage data better, but as a result of managing data better, you also give people or the AI access to the hospital. And when you give them access to the hospital, access to the hospital network, AI can then manage activities. It's all about getting the data and then using the data in an automated process to do something. So AI will help because you have better data analysis. Finally, what advice would you give hospital boards to prevent future data breaches? Well, the most important thing is to have a cybersecurity system that is current, that follows current thinking. Most hospitals today follow an outdated cybersecurity process. What they're doing is the result of 30 years of development, but it's the wrong development. The path that they're on will not work. That's why we're talking about cybersecurity today. Mm -hmm. Just imagine. Everything we're doing, say with automobiles, airplanes, things are getting better. But in cybersecurity, things are getting worse. Every day you have more attacks. Now just think, why are things not getting better? Because the road that we're on is the wrong road. President Biden issued an executive order to convert or change the path or change the road from an outdated cybersecurity thinking to a different type of cybersecurity thinking, which is called zero trust. And zero trust will make a major difference because there you work very hard to identify both sides of a transaction, who's asking for the data and who's supplying the data. And if you apply zero trust principles to these transactions, hackers cannot get to the data. So zero trust is more of a philosophy than an implementation, but the implementation is through a managed process. That will work. For example, you don't worry about financial controls in companies because you use financial control products. And in cybersecurity, you have to start thinking that way. You have to manage cybersecurity with a zero trust architecture, and it will make a difference. Because after 30 years, we should say we've gone down this road, and this road that we're on is just not working. When the White House gets hacked, when the CIA gets hacked, it's telling you that something is wrong. And what's wrong is you're on the wrong road. So zero trust is the way to go. Thank you. How exactly are we on the wrong road? Well, you have to understand and find out who is asking for data and should you give them that data. So if you log into the system, AI-driven hacker will be able to figure out your login and password. 
So you have to get past that. If you notice that, for example, your bank, when you log in, they send you a code to your telephone. We don't do that in IT, but we should. And applications need that type of verification. So it's more of a, more verification, more working with better data. It's a different concept. And that concept will work as opposed to what we're doing now is we trust people that are on the network and therefore we give them the data, even though a hacker has stolen credentials and logging in as, with stolen credentials and then accessing data and getting the data. So it's a different way of thinking and it's a different process, but it's not just applying that one item. It's applying everything else associated with that. So it's network segmentation. It's a lot of detail items that have to be done and they all have to be managed. And that's the key. Thank you. That's actually all from me. Do you have any closing final comments? Well, there is a hope. I mean, it's just that we have to get off the road that we're on and find a different path. And that path has been identified, well known, just that we have to accelerate our conversion to that path. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Walt. It's been really insightful to hear about how AI and chatbots can compromise patient-sensitive data and how we can help protect healthcare systems and hospitals from data breaches. Thank you also to our listeners, and if you would like to hear any more podcasts like this, please head to fmaihub.com.